You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics, and Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. Hi everyone, I'm Lexi Lombardi and you are listening to the... That was a one-handed drum roll. The fifth episode of the Lexi podcast. Happy birthday to us. We just hit one month. Yeah, congratulations to us. I was thinking about it because one month, that's really a baby. And a year from now, if you're listening to this, you will get to confidently know that you are one of the OGs. You listened to one of the first five episodes of this podcast. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me. And this episode was going to be about something that I will still title the episode as... But first and foremost, we need to talk about hiding and wanting to run away from our existence because that's where I'm feeling and what I'm feeling like doing right now. I don't want to be here, but I don't know where I want to be. I went home to Virginia to stay with my family for Christmas. And I spent every single day with an underlying stress that I was going to somehow at the grocery store, going through, you know, the gate at my grandparents' neighborhood to get in, like, accidentally have someone cough on me and get COVID and give it to my mom and then cause her to die. Like, I, I, that was the thought that was running on full speed in my head the entire trip. And that can be, like, mildly debilitating, thinking that your every move could potentially put your own mother, the person who brought you into this world in danger. So I had to leave. I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. I had a breakdown 
I have been having many, many, many breakdowns. I'm in a little bit of a dark place right now. I'll say it, but I don't need anyone to worry. I'm not in a depressed place. I have too many negative feelings, not no feelings. I'm not numb. I'm feeling everything, and just a lot of those things are not quintessentially positive feelings. And in some ways, I'm very lucky, and I normally am quite an optimist and I keep my spirits high just naturally and I I put work towards it so when I do have these moments where I'm stressed and crying it honestly takes a lot for tears to come out of me so when they do sort of welcome them with open arms and it feels really good I was just telling my friend that last night I was lying down on my couch with my phone on my chest and I listened to Folklore and Evermore on repeat three times. That's six album listens. And just cried the whole time. Yeah, that album, both of those albums, because they're sisters, same energy. They've been making me cry. I was driving back from my grandma's house to my parents' house before I left. And I just, I was crying and crying and crying and screaming and shouting things to myself in the car and it felt really good to have that release. Sometimes it's so hard for me to cry and I know that's all I need. So being able to actually have it felt so good. I had to stop at my friend's house because I was picking up something to take back to New York from her. And I, it took everything in me not to run into her arms because that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to have a really, really tight hug. But we weren't quarantining together and I didn't. So I just stood and hung out with her six feet apart with a mask on. And I'm no saint, trust me, I'm not always behaving this way. I literally made an entire episode about confessing to my COVID sins just so I could get them off my chest knowing that the holiday season was going to be difficult and it was going to be strange and unfamiliar territory. We've never dealt with a pandemic holiday season. I mean, a holiday season in a pandemic unless your great-grandparents are (laughs) still alive over 100 years old and can say they've lived through two of them. Otherwise, this is new terrain. I mean, we all know that every single thing that we do is a calculated risk. Every single day, we're always taking a chance of getting it. Worse, my biggest fear is getting it, having zero symptoms, and then giving it to someone and causing that other person massive harm, if not something worse i.e. my circulating thought about my mother, it's terrifying. Sorry if that was too too blunt. Because we've heard of catastrophic thinking, right? Where you will let your anxiety run wild and just go to the worst case scenario. However, in this case, it's not that dramatic that we're seeing that happen. That's happened to millions of people this year. So it's not an irrational thought. It's just a dark thought. And there's a potential that it won't happen. And most likely, if I am being safe, my mom won't get it. But yeah, I I was having a bit of a hard time. Even had to pull over in a cemetery and just cry and cry. I Oh my gosh, that was probably, let's see, I had the breakdown on my couch yesterday. The driving breakdown and then the cemetery breakdown. So I've had three breakdowns this week. And it's only Wednesday. I guess the other one was on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday is the first day of the week. I never, ever consider it that. Do you really think of when a Sunday comes around, like, all right, fresh start, new week? No. 
it's totally the ending of the week. Monday is for sure the start, but I don't make the rules. I just make my own rules. When I draw out calendars in my journal, I always put Monday as the first day. It feels right to me. You, you can do whatever you want, but I just feel like that's the right way. Speaking of calendars, it's almost the new year. It's the 30th today. Wow. I don't care about the new year. I am gold star, first in line, biggest fan of New Year's resolutions. I love fresh starts. I love new beginnings. But nothing is new. <laughs> nothing is going to change in three days. We are going to be living the exact same way that we were today. And for that reason alone, I found it very difficult to come up with resolutions. However, after marinating and marinating on it last night, thinking to myself, what do you want to change? What do you want to leave behind? And coming up with absolutely nothing and then taking CBD gummies, going to sleep, waking up this morning, feeling renewed and fresh and fun. Insert sponsor. Just kidding. We're not there yet. Even though... Little side tangent, I had a meeting with a friend who has a podcast of her own and she was telling me that she's getting less viewers or listeners than me and she's making money. So I'm like, let's, Shadi, let's get some ads. We have about 15,000 listeners on the first episode, I think 14,000 on the second and then third and fourth are tied for just under 10,000. So thank you all so much for being here. I'm really excited to be cultivating this audience where I was saying it to my friends, I want to be the number one most casually vulnerable podcast on this platform. My goal right now is just to keep you company because I know right now that's all I need. I just want someone to keep me company. And right now you're doing that for me. And if I can do that for you, my job is done. I'm telling you, I say this, not every episode, but just about when I see you guys post me on your story, showing me what you're doing, I'm so glad that I can be the excuse for you to, I don't know, stay up all night sewing or go on that walk or repaint that piece of furniture, whatever it is. I want, you know, if you're not in the mood to do that, be like, I'm going to put on Lexi and then do this thing and enjoy myself for an hour, however long the episode is. I really, I love that. I want to be that and I'm excited to have that. So anyway, back to the calendar and upcoming things. One of my internet friends, who I don't think I've actually hung out with in person for over a year, is coming back to New York on Friday and wanted to do something. And he said, let's do something random. (sighs) That felt like a dream request. I can't tell you the last thing that I've done that would be quote unquote random. And I was reminded of this and felt a little sad reading this. One of my best friends, Drew, mailed me a Christmas card He made one for all of his friends. He made like a Little Miss blank. So Olivia got Little Miss pop star. Um, I think Sydney got Little Miss popular. Devin got Little Miss stylish. I got Little Miss adventure. And I saw that and he was just writing in the note about how it's one of his favorite qualities about myself, how adventurous I am and how every single time that we hang out, it always leads to something crazy. And I've always been that way for all of my friends. I always end up having... Or leading people into just very random fun experiences. And when I got this request, like, let's do something random. I think you later requested in the conversation for us to go to these new igloos. And I responded, igloos? Not even question mark or explanation point. Just repeated it and he hasn't responded yet. So I will let you know if I end up going into an igloo. I don't even know what that 
is where those are in Manhattan. There's an igloo in Manhattan. What? I don't know. Stay tuned. In my little thought process of things I want to leave behind or things I want to change in the new year, one of the thoughts that was going on in my brain before I even got the Christmas card was I want to bring adventure back. And then having that card come and being reminded, damn, like that really was a part of my identity and it's just been taken away. I've been really contemplating how can I bring adventure into my life at home. So today I had strawberries for dinner and I'm currently wearing a silk gown. And I snapped out of my friends and I said, for the next three months, I will only be wearing gowns and living off of strawberries. And I figured, you know, if I am going to be at a low, I'm going to make it funny or I'm going to make it poetic. I'm going to have it be a visual and I can look back and be like, oh my God, those three months where I was only wearing dresses and eating strawberries you know, better than being like, oh, those three months where I was in sweats on the couch, you know, I'm still on the couch. I'm just in a gown and I have lipstick on. What I've figured is that if I want adventure in my home, I need to use my imagination and a little sprinkle of delusion. So I'm going to make a list of just some absurd visuals that I would love to write. You know, I would love if I was reading a book and they were talking, okay, have you ever heard that Regina Spector song? Um, the lyric is something, uh, each chorus is different. Something about, um, remember when I only ate boxes of tangerines and smoked Marlboros? What was it? Da, 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 I can't, I'm, I, the tune is escaping me right now. But when I ate strawberries for dinner and made that little statement to my friends, it reminded me of that lyric. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just remember the time that I lived off of strawberries. That's fine. Strawberries aren't even really in season right now. But the ones I got to the grocery store today were delicious. They were so good. Excuse me. Got ahead of myself. I need to breathe. I'm going to take a sip of water. I'm drinking out of this beautiful blue light blue glass if you've ever come to my house you know that i have the most incredible glass collection every wine glass water glass martini champagne glass their margarita glass are all different and they all hold their own energy and that cabinet just makes me so happy it's such a good collection that i've developed now back to other ways that I can cope over the next three months. Let's use our imagination. I'm going to brainstorm a list and then come back. I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. I just know that if I pull out a pen and paper, I'm going to go wild and I will not be back until tomorrow. And I really want to record this episode all this evening. It is 10.50. Tomorrow's the 31st, like I said. Sorry if you just heard that. That was my foot on the coffee table and it kind of sounded like a fart but I don't up to it or I would edit it out if that's what happened anyway the first things that are coming to my mind as potential strange um what are we going to call them descriptions for me or us as like something like a character trope to fall into but they're just absurd character tropes that okay then tropes the wrong word because that's actually the exact opposite but character descriptions like the girl who 
only wore dresses and ate strawberries or the girl who always was carrying a fresh flower in her hand. I want to be something kind of absurd. You know what I was really thinking about is how I want to run away to the beach. I really just want to be barefoot in a bikini right now more than anything in the world in a warm climate. And I think that some of this is stemming from the fact that my parents have sort of replaced Christmas, the traditional Christmas, with a tropical vacation for the past three years, which I am not complaining. Trust me, Christmas has always been a little wild in my family, and to just not have it and do a little trip instead, I'm totally fine with, but for obvious reasons, that did not happen this year. And I think a part of my body or just my subconscious was so used to being somewhere warm in December. I mean, I got lucky last year. I was in St. Lucia and Hawaii. How did that even happen? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the things that I would do to be barefoot in a bikini in the sun, my God. And then I started thinking even more about it. And I was like, do I want to be at the beach or do I want to be the beach? I was thinking... I don't even want to be near the trees. I want to be the trees. I want to escape from the human form right now because no matter where I go, I'm not going to want to be there. I was stressed out in Virginia with my family and I came back to New York and I'm still stressed out. (laughs) It's like I can change locations, but I can't run away from myself. I even said this in the last episode. I'm just looking for a vacation away from myself because this amount of alone time is too close for comfort. And I wonder if a lot of you are actually dealing with the exact opposite. You're like, I've never spent this much time with my family in my whole life. I've never spent this much time with my roommates in my whole life. And all I want is to be alone. And I'm over here like, (laughs) I'm a girl who likes to go out. I just want to be at a party. I just want to be at a concert. Anyway, these are petty complaints. I'm very fortunate. I really am. We're not going to go into any of the massive things that have happened in my life this year, but just on the surface and when I'm looking back, this I got out of this year pretty easily. Like I was not hit hard with this. It was also nice to slow down. It was a little bit weird that I just... <laughs> someone tweeted this, that they were like, I just didn't expect my college experience to end on a random Friday in March. And that's exactly how mine was too. I'm not mad, you know, it was safe, my graduation was best it could be, but (laughs) didn't expect it, and it's given me time to not have to race into the job world, I can take my time, really explore my interests, and I've really fallen in love with YouTube, so there's a lot of good things coming out of it, but you know what, I hit a bit of a wall and I'm ready to be a tree, I'm ready to be a tree, I'm ready to be the sand, Can anyone help or is there somewhere I can run away to? Are you guys fantasizing about running away? Same. December is always hard for me. It always has been. It's a beautiful month. It's not the snow. It's that it gets dark at 4 p.m. and I'm left with my thoughts for way too long. And I'll start to go, I don't know. I don't go anywhere too crazy in my head because I'm a healthy girl now. You might beg to differ. But I would say I'm relatively healthy in the head. Yeah. Um, I was in therapy for two years and the only thing I was ever diagnosed with is depression. So suck on that lollipop. (laughs) I swear I was in therapy. I was like, but am I a narcissist? She's like, no, not even close. I was like, but are you sure? She's like, yeah, 
I am positive. I was like, not even a mild one. She's like, no. So, um, anyway, me thinking I'm just self-centered all the time and then learning maybe I'm not. You know what also comes up around Christmas and the holidays and New Year's is thinking about loved ones or previous loved ones. I did something that I did not expect to do this month a few weeks ago. Out of the blue, a random Friday evening, I was sitting down in my living room and I decided to text my ex-boyfriend who I haven't spoken to in probably three or four years I really, like, we broke up and I left. I was involved and then I just wasn't. I was never the type to stalk the Instagram account, stalk the Facebook. When I said goodbye, I just dipped out and tried to forget that he ever existed. And out of the blue, a few Fridays ago, I decided to reach out and say, Hey, I... I know it's been a few years, but I hope you're doing well because I really meant it. It took me four years, four years to genuinely hope that my ex from many, many years ago was doing well. And because I felt it, I had to tell him and I hesitated. I remember bringing up our breakup in therapy and my psychiatrist recommended not reaching out. She said that's a long time ago and I just never really brought it up again, so... I was also under the impression maybe I shouldn't talk to him, maybe it's not the right thing, but it felt right at the time, and we ended up catching up and learning a little bit more about each other's lives, and that was huge. I mean, I held on to a grudge for four years, and I was not forgiving him for his closure. I was forgiving him for mine. I did this for me. I thought that if I could forget about that relationship and just move forward and move on and distract myself with my new life, that's how to heal. And I've healed more in the past couple weeks from that. Well, I think it was a slow process, but that was huge. I didn't realize how much pain I had been carrying, no matter how small it was. I was still carrying it. And some days it was heavier than others. And the wildest thing to me was that I didn't even know that I was carrying it. I didn't even know that that's where the pain was stemming from some days until this whole reuniting over text happened. And I finally felt comfortable enough after all these years to ask the real questions that I had been asking myself during this time. Because when breakups happen, if they're not amicable... You start to play tricks on yourself and tell yourself lies that might not even be true. And so I had to ask him, you know, it's been enough time. You don't need to give me a cushy answer. I can handle the truth. Like, did you actually love me? Like, was our relationship real? Like, was I someone special to you? Was I easily replaced? Did my, you know, just asking questions like that and For so long, I think I didn't want to ask those questions because I didn't want to get an answer that I wasn't ready to hear. But at this point, when I actually did ask them, I was ready to hear anything. I didn't care because at this point, I had officially, finally moved past this chapter in my life. Oh my God, this was like a decade-long relationship. My God. Uh, My next boyfriend is in for a treat. My next serious relationship. My God. Actually, it'll be fine. (laughs) They'll be fine because it really is in the past now, but 
if I had started dating someone seriously like a year or two ago, God forbid, like three or four years ago, I would have had too much baggage. I wouldn't have been over my first relationship, even though I wasn't thinking about my first relationship. I wasn't over it. You know, I was trying to forget more than I was trying to forgive because I didn't think I was capable of ever forgiving what happened. And you can apply this to whatever, you know, it could be a fight with a friend, it could be a fight with a parent, it could be a fight with a family member in general. It gets hard, but with time, trust me, like I said, I held on to this grudge for four years. That's wild. If you need to forgive someone, I want this to be a little reminder. Maybe it's time or maybe it's not, but just acknowledge if you're holding on to something that maybe isn't at the forefront of your mind, but something that you will eventually have to deal with. Maybe it's forgiving a parent. Maybe, just maybe, it's forgiving yourself. That's a hard forgiveness to offer. A forgiveness to yourself. Offering forgiveness to a parent is also very, very challenging. I find forgiveness to be... That was a learned concept for me. I think as a child, I was pretty quick to forgive or it didn't, you know, I don't know how bad children fight with other children. You know, if someone broke my toy, I'd be upset, but like, it's okay. (laughs) I'm fine. But I do think my family holds grudges, everyone. And that's just like a, I don't know. (laughs) I definitely know other families are like that. And I sort of fell suit. Thought, okay, like I'm pissed. I'm going to hold on to this grudge forever because You know, that's, I guess, what you do or what you can do. But really, when you're holding a grudge, it's not causing the other person pain. Your pain that you're holding does not affect them whatsoever. It's only affecting you. It was only affecting me, me being upset. Whatever. He has his own life, you know? Who's who's he to think about if I'm feeling sad right now? Like, we're not... Is this too general of information? Is this something that we all know that when you're holding a grudge, it's not causing them pain, it's causing you pain? I think we know this, but if not, I relearned it recently and it was good. You want to hear something crazy though? That night after I had the conversation with him and I went to bed, right as I was going to sleep and sort of entering the dream world, I guess. I still was lucid though. I felt this yellow beam of light in my stomach. It was like beaming out of my stomach or maybe it was beaming in. I'm not sure. It felt like it was, there was this giant, strong yellow light like shooting out of my core and it felt so warm. (laughs) I know this sounds ridiculous, but stay with me. It felt warm and it felt comforting and it felt safe. It felt really good. And I remember that when I woke up the next morning. So out of curiosity, I just Googled the chakras just because I was like, I wonder if there's something like yellow associated with the middle because the stomach chakra is yellow. I didn't know that. I went to sleep having that experience, not knowing that that wasn't something in my conscious mind. How weird is that? Isn't that insane? That amazed me, that entire experience. Forgiveness is so important. I'm really realizing this this year. It's something that I want to take into the future with me. 
Anyway, I'm wondering if I need to forgive myself for anything lately. Maybe for not taking advantage of my time. I will get on myself for that. Time, I've always had a funny relationship with it. And as of late, I've been having the desire to have quality time every single day, but not knowing how to do that. I've asked my cousin and my friend today, both, if you were in my position, if you were a freelancer and you could make up your own hours and your own schedule, you could work from nine to five, or you could take those same hours and split them up throughout the day, or you could get up earlier and start them, or you could sleep in and start them later. How would you go about your day? Because in the past, I would go work at a coffee shop, you know, and when the weather's nice, like I'll go hang out in the park or try to be outside. But for now, I wake up, I do my work, I film, I edit, and then once the sun goes down, at fucking <laughs> Jesus, at like 4.30, and then I just put on Gossip Girl till I go to sleep. I'm literally becoming exactly what I discussed in the first episode. Five hours of TV is not a hobby, but I don't want to do anything else. I've done enough puzzles. I've baked enough bread. I don't care anymore. I cannot be bothered to even fix myself food. It's so annoying. Why do we have to eat so often? Like, I would pay for delivery, but I'm such a stubborn person that I can't stand paying for food that I could go walk to get. And then I get so stubborn about ordering takeout because I could make it myself that I'm just too stubborn, then I end up just like pulling out the box of Cheez-Its instead of making myself dinner because I'm too lazy when I should have just gotten delivery. But delivery really adds up. I don't know. At this point, I'm just really... these. This episode should be called Me and My Petty Problems because I am just whining. But you know what? That's all I've been doing in my head. It's not surprising that I'm doing it in the pod. <laughs> Maybe this is the time to whine, everyone. Go open up your journal, grab a piece of paper, open the notes on your phone, write down every complaint that you have, every whine that you want to whine about, everything, no matter how stupid it is, as as stupid and insignificant and petty and privileged, no matter what, and get it out and look at it and evaluate, are these real problems? Or did I just need to say that and get it out of my system? Because half of the things I'm saying, potentially real problems. Other ones, no, it'll be fine. I'm not going to be thinking about these things in the next few days, in the next few weeks, and definitely not in the next few years. Anyway, New Year's Eve is one of my absolute favorite holidays. Usually my parents and I were the ones to host it. The tradition was to get a bunch of our family friends together and we'd always go to a Chinese restaurant Then we'd go to a party and then the after party would be at my house. Everyone would stay the night. We'd wake up. My parents would make a big breakfast in the morning. It was so fun. And even when it wasn't at my house, it would be a house party at someone else's house. I've said it before. I love myself a house party. House parties are my absolute favorite ways to party. Maybe it'll change once COVID restrictions come up and I'm going to be just so impressed by the bars and lounges and clubs. But I don't know. House parties are something of of itself. Ugh, they're so special. Anyway, I always love New Year's Eve. It's a chance to, you know, dress up. It's a chance to kiss someone. It's just fun. You get to dance, stay up late. I think that's another reason I was attracted to New York City. It's like you get to dance, you can stay up late, 
I miss dancing. I miss dancing so much. Like dancing out in a dark room with really loud music. I even miss standing in line to get in. No, I don't. See, that's where that's where it's a complaint. It's not even a valid one. I'm just complaining to complain. It feels kind of good. This is not my nature. I've been such a grump the past few days. I've been so <laughs> mad, sad, bitchy, grumpy, everything. I'm not on my period. This is just maybe it's the Cancer Moon. I did cry last night. I like I said, I'm not much of a crier, and it, it was the Cancer Moon. Everyone's been talking about it. Can't tell, but maybe wouldn't be. It definitely fit. like this show and want to make your own let me tell you about anchor it's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer you can even add songs from spotify directly into your episodes anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and many more you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started It's with the definition. Question time, everyone. Are you ready? So the first question is from Isabella, and she asks, how did you like Parsons and advice for young designers? So how did I like Parsons? I loved it so much. I truly couldn't have asked for a better school for me. I think it fit me absolutely perfectly. Now, I will say it's a very expensive school. Consider other options because I do know that I look back and I'm like, that was a very, very expensive education that I received and I wonder if I could have gotten just as good of a one somewhere else and then advice for young designers post on social media like really get your designs associated with your name and your identity because and you don't need to create a separate account like just start showing off your drawings on your story or if you make sculptures like just including it and following artists and connecting with artists i think there's a huge value in social media in that aspect and otherwise just practice your craft always also if you're applying to schools you're probably in high school right now or maybe you're transferring which means that you're very new into your design career which means you should practice with a ton of different mediums. Try photography, try sewing and, you know, dressmaking, pattern making, textile making, try painting, just experiment with everything. That was one of my favorite things about going to design school is that I could just take classes on things that had nothing to do with my major and I could learn a new skill. Now, Peria, Peria asked, what's one thing you're proud of accomplishing this year? ironically I'm gonna say my relationship with myself I also have a much better ironically enough because I was complaining about both of these things earlier my relationship with the time has improved greatly I really have gotten better management over my time and more of a routine and I'm much more of a reliable person than I have ever been before but I would say learning that if the going really does get rough, if, the, if times really do get tough, I stand tall and I don't back down. One of my greatest brags of my whole life is that in the few occasions that I've gone into fight or flight mode, my body goes into fight mode. How fucking sick is that? Because really it's a 50-50 shot. 
you know and I'm oh such a bragging right that I think in my own head I'm like that's right bitch I go into fight mode I don't freeze I take action I take action. I lift a golf cart off of someone when I was 17. There is no way my physical strength would have been able to do that. Wow. Uh, anyway, so one thing that I'm proud of accomplishing is just that I'm more reliable. I can count on myself as well. And I have better time management. Why that sound weird? Okay, the next one is... Jenna underscore J asked, tell us an NYC horror story. Okay, are you ready? This is, this could be triggering in a hundred different ways. So skip out. One of our family friends, our very, very close family friend, um, passed away very, very suddenly this summer. And I had already planned on going home. And after getting the news that my mom's best friend passed, uh, I immediately needed to go home the very next day. However, it was 4th of July, so it was very difficult to rent a car. A lot of the cars were gone, and it's difficult to get a Brooklyn to Haymarket, Gainesville, Warrington, Virginia car rental because Brooklyn needs more cars than Warrington, Virginia does. So I was having a hard time getting a car. And then I finally found one at a Hertz and I go to get it and they won't accept my debit card. They'll only accept credit cards. So I can't get it because I don't have a credit card, which is embarrassing and I should get one. But I just like, ugh, I'm stubborn. And I, for some reason I'm like, but I only want to get something that I can pay for. Like, I don't want to get something that I can't pay for. Anyway, <laughs> that's just my own stupidity. So they wouldn't lend me the card, even though it was reserved under my name and they couldn't have... My parents called to use their card number because I was wondering if I could borrow money from them and then just pay them back, but they had to be physically present. So I just leave the car rental and I go out onto the brownstones and I sit on a stoop and I'm just thinking and uh, starting to cry. This was another one of my few cries this year where I just was in hysterics. While I'm sitting on the stoop, this is where the New York City horror story comes in. While I'm sitting on this stoop, this man, this homeless man is digging through trash and he keeps staring at me and I'm just trying not to acknowledge him, but he's looking directly at me. And then after about 10 minutes of me sitting on the stoop before I'm texting or calling John about any of this, um, he comes across the street and he puts his hand on the tree that's in front of me and he looks at me and then he sticks his tongue out and then he pulls down his pants and he whips out his dick and he starts jerking off and like making these weird sucking noises with his tongue and he's staring at me and I freaked out. I don't even remember what I said to him. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Ran to the other side and then I FaceTime John. I'm like, my mom's best friend died yesterday and uh, the rental car won't let me get a car to go home to see my mom. And then this man pulls down his pants and starts jerking off in front of me and I'm outside the Hertz in Brooklyn. I'm like, please, please, can you help? And so John uses his own credit card and he gets the car for me and... And I leave also these amazing gentlemen that were outside um, protected me from the man because, oh, also after I like told the guy off, he followed me and he was cursing me out and just 
yelling all of these horrible profanities and these two guys just like really stood up for me and they were like we're not gonna leave you until your friend gets here and it all it all eventually did work out I got a uh, Ford Fiesta <laughs> and then and then when I was actually driving I had made it maybe 35 minutes I was in New Jersey and all of a sudden the sky just turns black in front of me and it starts hailing and I'm in this rental car and I'm like, how strong are these hail pellets? Is it going to break my car ceiling? Am I going to have to pay for these damages? And then of course, it's going to go on John's card automatically. Jesus, what am I going to do? So I hide under an underpass for about 25, 30 minutes and then just eventually make it home. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a New York City horror story. Was that too much? Was that... Was that too honest? Because these are when we start getting to the stories where I'm like, was I not supposed to say that on the internet? Because I still think of that day, for instance, as something that's mildly triggering. But they just get so much worse. We'll just see. Like I said, we're on episode five. So who knows how much more I'll be comfortable sharing. But there is one story. Ariana asked, any interesting bunny core memories? Oh god, that's a great question. Um, the first one that's coming to my mind randomly is being in maybe kindergarten or first grade, and my mom was reading me the Junie B. Jones Monkey Business book. And when my mom got to the part in the book where Junie B. Jones' mom was pregnant, and Junie B. Jones told her class that her mom was having a monkey. <laughs> that is funny, actually. Uh, my mom started hysterically laughing, and I've never seen my mom laugh so hard in my whole life. And I'm 24 now, and this was, like, debatably 19 or 20 years ago. I mean, she was crying. I don't think I was even laughing. I think I was just sitting there sort of, like, stone-faced, like, are you okay? My mom was, like, oh, it's so cute. When she laughs really hard, she, like, makes this wincing sound, and there's just tears coming out of her eyes. So that's a that's one of my core funny memories uh, I don't know. I'm going to move on to the next question because I mostly, mostly being like 99.9% of the time, answer these questions off the cuff, which is good. But also I could see myself in the future sort of narrowing down the questions and not just reading them in order and finding my favorites. Okay. The next question is also from Ariana and she asked me, will I ever leave New York? I'm trying to leave New York right now. I want to hide for the winter and come back in the summer. Everything that I love about New York is a little bit hesitant right now. And it's, I just, I don't know where else I want to be though. That's always my problem. I don't want to be in New York, but I don't want to be anywhere else but New York. Lazy on Toro asked how to deal with the lack of excitement for the new year in isolation. Well, baby girl, I'm trying to be the girl in dresses who only eats strawberries. I'm trying to be the girl who is nocturnal. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm honestly not trying to be either. I'm trying to be the girl that only read books for a month. I don't know. I'm just trying to find something that's a little bit absurd, but totally safe to do. It'll just be a goofy memory to look back on or poetic. See, I'm leaning goofy, but we could just go towards like an it girl story, how someone would write about a female love interest. Also, everyone's a female. Sorry. Um, You can totally be a guy and be this person I'm talking about. Sorry, I just never want gender to be an issue if I'm if I'm choosing one. Like it's applicable to everyone. Being the love interest for someone and like little quirks. 
just trying random ass shit to keep myself occupied <laughs> that's not good advice i'm just saying that's what i'm doing right now amber asked me what is your favorite thing about yourself um i'm pretty brave i'm a pretty brave person i'm not necessarily fearless which i used to get it confused with i used to think of myself as a fearless person but i definitely have fears However, I'm not necessarily afraid to move past them. I'm also rather resilient. And I have a good, a relatively good head on my shoulders. And I'm creative. Those are probably my favorite things. But the first one that came to mind was my bravery. Caitlin asked, thoughts on listening to gut feelings? I love the podcast, by the way. Thank you. I'm glad you love it. I think you should always listen to your gut. I believe in my intuition wholeheartedly. I really think it's one of my guiding factors through this life. I trust it. If there's anything that you can get from these episodes or one goal that I really want to get across is that I want everyone to trust themselves. I want that to be one of your major life goals if it's not something you already have the ability to trust yourself and trust your gut and know that it's guiding you in the right direction is absolutely unparalleled. Butterfly KYKY asked religion, were you raised religious or have your views changed throughout the years? I was raised, I was baptized. So um, my mom and my grandma were Episcopal. I actually don't know what my dad told the family was, I think they might also be Episcopal. Religion wasn't, I, I don't even honestly know my parents' religious views whatsoever. To be honest, it's not something they ever really, I, I know my mom believes in God, I think. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We never talk about it. I personally have so many spiritual experiences of my own that I have trouble not believing. Also, if I get the choice and believing makes me a happier person, I'm going to choose to believe. However, when I was in high school, <laughs> um, I was definitely an atheist, a total atheist, not even an agnostic. I was like, fuck this. All of you idiots think that there's something out there when there's absolutely not. And then when you start learning m more about science and then seeing how it connects to other things, and then I honestly, my most pivotal pivotal moments into changing my beliefs were personal experiences when I thought I didn't believe in anything and then things would happen I'm like wait a second what <laughs> I think I have to believe so uh I definitely went through the pretty common white girl religious transition where you're born Christian then you become atheist and then you discover Buddhism and then you become spiritual <laughs> so that's where we're at Sarah Campbell asked, your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? I'm a slut for them, just not this year. Internet Papa asked, would you ever travel to Central or South America? Totally. I would love to. I want to travel the whole goddamn world, especially now more than ever. I have the travel bug inside me so badly, but I can't, obviously. Roxanne Day Off asked for book recommendations. If you haven't read Black Swans by Eve Babbitts, read that right now, read that tonight, read that tomorrow. It's just uh, LA socialite sexcapades at the Chateau in New York, in San Francisco, in Los Angeles. She's 
just such a great writer. I absolutely love Eve Babbitt. She's one of my favorite authors. Um, Slow Days Fast Company is another good one by her. I loved my year of rest and relaxation. That one is a dark book. These are just like my fave books of the past like couple years, but my year of rest and relaxation might be kind of humorous if you have dark humor right now. Girl's very depressed, lives in New York City. She's a hot girl living on the Upper East Side, but absolutely like ready for her life to be over. But instead of ending it, she says, I'm going to take some sleeping pills and knock out for a year and hope I wake up a new person. And that's essentially what the plot line is. So those are three to start with. Also, my favorite book of all time is Secret Life of Bees. Megaroni asked, how are you dealing with the existential dread at the moment? Love your work, queen. How am I dealing with it? I'm clearly not. (laughs) I'm a grump. I've said this. I'm not doing too hot. I'm not being very hot girl right now, but whatever. I'm being honest. So how am I going to deal with it? I'll let you know. Dolce Hernandez asked, do you feel like you're a good roommate? Yeah, but I'm totally the roommate that is probably maybe too chipper. (laughs) Like, I've definitely lived with some more low energy people who want to lay in bed all day and want to just chill and not go out. Like, I am the roommate who wants to wake up and then go get coffee and go on a walk to nowhere and then go run errands together and then cook dinner. Like, I want to spend the day with you. And sometimes roommates just don't want to do that, which is so fair, Um, which I'm more than fine doing it by myself, but I am always open to company. Mm, Maybe that's a lie. Maybe I'm not always open to company, but I rarely decline it. Like I usually enjoy it. Dolce Hernandez also asked, do you feel like you can handle confrontation? I've always struggled with that. Oh, (laughs) astrologically speaking, I know I'm supposed to be a softie but I love confrontation. I am a softie. I really am. Uh, But I love confrontation. I have no issue with it and I like doing it right away. If I have a problem with someone or if I think someone has a problem with me, I don't waste any time. Because if I waste any time, if I put it off, what am I going to do? I'm going to start coming up with answers for myself if I don't have, if I don't have, (laughs) if I don't have answers from them. So you just got to you just gotta ask however there are the other occasions where time is the answer but this oh we have a car where time and space is the answer however like i said trust your intuition you know if it's something that you should have a talk about or something that you should let be liz asked advice for a single gal whose close friends are all in serious relationships damn that sucks because the first piece of advice i'm thinking about is you probably need to find or add some new friends into your life, which is unfair, but inevitably, when people are living different lifestyles and being single versus being in a, di- in a relationship is a different form of lifestyle, there becomes a bit of a wall. It's a little bit harder to connect because... I, I don't know. Dude, I'm sorry... Because you didn't do anything. They just had things. I think you need to look for more friends to add into your life. Because the only other option. I think you need to add. I think you need to add. 
Ashley Lynn asks, is it okay I have a crush, but I'm in a relationship? Yeah, you're human. Now, if that crush is really something you find to be developing and you are actually very interested in this person, um, that's something that you should consider and think, you know, long and hard about how serious this crush is. But if you're just attracted and admiring someone while you're in a committed relationship with someone else, that's inevitable. It's going to happen. People are attractive. People are nice. People are charming. And you click with people. People make connections with other people. Sometimes people just click. And if you're in a relationship, don't be upset with yourself for having a crush. But like I said, if you think it's going to develop into something more, you either need to nip it in the butt or have an honest conversation with you and your partner. Sierra asks, how do you know when a relationship is truly over? You know, (laughs) especially if you're asking, it probably is. Julia asks, go-to workout routine? I'm in a big Tasha Franken phase right now. She has some YouTube videos. I really like her workouts a lot, and I don't do the ones with equipment. I just do the body weight ones, and I always feel pretty good. And even after the short ones, I still feel sore the next day. Popping in because I also love swimming. That's my favorite thing. I just only do it when I'm with my parents in Virginia. I haven't found a place to swim in New York. So swimming in Virginia at home workouts, at least for the moment in New York. And then every so often, I'd say like every few weeks, I go through a bit of a running phase where I just take a nice, long, slow jog. Sammy Shack asks, who are your biggest pop culture influences, singers, podcasters, etc.? Um, SZA. I love SZA. I love Eve Babbitts. I love... Um... Oh, my favorite YouTubers right now. I love Lainey Ozark. I love Wellness with Soph on Instagram. I love... Who are my faves? I like Brutalist websites. I like a lot of my professors. I like Paloma Wool. I like... My psychiatrist is a huge... Oh, you said pop culture. Hey, my psychiatrist is a badass i'm telling you university of pennsylvania graduate teaches at columbia she's 79 years old and she's my therapist dude i remember calling her one time she's like hey sorry like i'm running in central park can i call you back and then she calls me back and she's like sorry i was really trying to hit the six mile mark i've only been getting five lately i'm like bitch you're 80 i can't even run six miles she's so inspiring sydney alice asks favorite place in virginia loving the podcast by the way thank you my favorite place in virginia is this ice cream shop in warrenton virginia called carousel jackal house asks how to know when to shoot your shot versus wait for them to make the first move if you if they don't know you that well i think then you shoot your shot but if there's the potential if it's a pretty even playing field and you guys have people in common they definitely know who you are and y'all are flirting let let them make the shot akshita mather asks how to stop needing validation how to stop needing male validation i am quite busy but still seem to need it 
Oh, totally. I think who doesn't love male validation? It's so stupid and frivolous. And we know deep down that we're like, "Mm, we do, we deserve better. But like when someone that we're sexually, like the species that we're sexually attracted to, which is what I'm assuming by the fact that you need male validation is that you want to feel that you're desirable to the opposite sex. And I think the counteraction to that is to do things that you find to be desirable and begin incorporating those into your lifestyle. So if if it's intelligence you find desirable, then keep up with current events and read more. Garlic Knot asked Manhattan neighborhoods you lived in for your first few years and how you like them compared to Brooklyn. My friend and I were just talking about this today because we were both talking about maybe wanting to move into Manhattan. Now, when I first moved, I lived on 1st and 13th, which is right by the 1st Avenue L stop, and that's prime East Village, Union Square area. Never knew anything about living in Manhattan. That was my first place. And it was the most perfect location for someone my age. I was 21. Well, I was 20, but like just about to turn 21. Everyone my age was either living in Alphabet City because they were an NYU student or like Alphabet City City is where a ton of college kids live that go to schools downtown. And then a lot of kids my age like live in Brooklyn off the L. And I was one stop away from being in Brooklyn off the train. And I loved the East Village. It was so convenient. I was really close to everything and then I moved to 9th and C and lived in proper Alphabet City. Tons of bars, was not as close to the train, but basically the same neighborhood as the East Village. It's like a subgroup of the East Village and it was great, fun, poppin'. Then I moved to Two Bridges, which is a tiny neighborhood in between the Manhattan and the Brooklyn Bridge. Hang on, my phone locked. I lived in Two Bridges tiny apart I mean a tiny neighborhood in between the Brooklyn Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge it's right in between Chinatown and the Lower East Side so I would honestly tell people depending on who I was talking to that I lived in the Lower East Side or I lived in Chinatown and that was actually really fun as well because there's a ton to do on the Lower East Side I was right by the water the only thing that sucked though is that I had to sleep with um earplugs in because the train was so noisy. And now I live in Crown Heights, which is beautiful. And the apartment that I live in now, I could never afford right now in Manhattan. So basically I'm paying for my apartment and I sacrifice my location. However, depending, you know, if I save up money, because that's like a huge thing that I want to make money for is to live in a nicer apartment. I'm I've considered living alone. I don't actually know if that's something that I want, but I think it might be. So I'm just trying to like build up savings so I can have options for better living situations. Not that I don't love my living situation, but you know, a girly wants to level up. Ashley asks, fave sushi? Oh my God, you're going to think I'm the most boring person ever. I love a cucumber avocado roll. And then I mix the wasabi, the ginger, and the soy sauce all together. (laughs) it's because I learned to eat sushi and started experimenting when I was vegan and I think I've just been stuck in my ways ever since I'll have a shrimp roll or a spicy tuna roll or salmon roll every once in a while but if I can pick most of the time I go for a cucumber avocado roll oh my god look at the time guys this has been a long episode um has it been an hour I'm not even sure
wow if you liked this podcast if you liked this episode give it a five-star review on the apple podcast site keep listening i would always love to hear from you you guys always tag me on your stories and i love it so much thank you so much for listening xoxo lexi Mm -hmm.